we are always falling in love or quarreling, looking for jobs or fearing to lose them, getting ill and recovering following public affairs. If we let ourselves, we shall always be waiting for some distraction or other to end before we can really get down to our work. The only people who achieve much are those who want knowledge so badly that they seek it while the conditions are still unfavorable. Favorable conditions never come. C.S. Lewis, The Weight of Glory. Hello friend, welcome to the Faith, Writing, and Coffee Chats podcast. My name is Mariah and I am a Christian writer, book, and coffee lover. Today I have with me a iced mocha latte and I hope you too have a yummy drink with you. So today is part two of the online era series. I've started over here on my podcast and today we are talking all about the thief of callings, prioritizing what's important in your life, and being faithful. You can also find the link to the first episode in the online era series down in the description box below. So grab a cup of coffee and let's dive into this topic. If God has called you to something, you need to do it. Social media can, in a way, take away God's calling on your life because if you get so stuck and wrapped up in posting social media comparison and you get discouraged and distracted and you stop walking in what God has called you, then in essence, you will stop your gifting. Let me explain. The Bible is clear that God's gifts and his call can never be withdrawn. Romans chapter 11, verse 29. And this is 100% true. But we also have free will. You see this time and time again, especially in the Old Testament. You see God's people who he loves and has chosen Uh, walk in his blessings and callings. They have free will and are able to choose God or not. They are able to stay with God or walk away, to be away from God's blessing and calling for their life. One of the best examples of this is seeing the exodus of God's people from Egypt, which you can find in Exodus, God does miraculous signs. He did the plagues on Egypt to set his people free. He parted the Red Sea. He brings them food from heaven and water out of rocks. His presence is with them. He guides them by a pillar of cloud by day and a fire by night. He protects them and saves them over and over again. He is leading them to the promised land, this land that he has set aside for them. But they complain. They get discouraged when they're in the desert. They 
want to go back even to Egypt, to slavery, because they miss the food. They miss their old Egyptian gods instead of the one true God who is leading them and speaking to them and is present in their everyday life. When Moses goes to speak to God on the mountain, the people turn away to worship a gold calf of their own making. God's chosen people chose a different path, and it led to a lot of their own deaths. It led them to being out in the wilderness for 40 years so that that whole first generation would that complain that that generation who turned away from God and who missed their old life, they, that whole generation passed away. And so all those people, God's chosen ones, who he was leading to the promised land, that first generation, they missed out on that blessing and it went to their children. It was these people who cried out to God for deliverance. It was they who were first led to this promised land, but they couldn't even go in. They weren't allowed to enter and see this place because they had lost faith and they had walked away multiple times from God. And so he still has his promise. He can't take away his calling, but you can choose to walk away and to not obey and you are allowed to do that because you do have free will. You have the the ability to choose. That is a gift given to us by God. And it can be a blessing or a curse depending on what you do with that choice. And so it is true that God will not withdraw his promises. It's not in his nature. It's not something he can do. But... As I said, we can choose to walk away and we can choose to not walk in his promises and not carry out the giftings that he has given us. We can choose to disobey. Isaiah 58 verses 1 through 2 says, Listen, the Lord's arm is not weak to save you, nor is his ear too deaf to hear you call. It's your sins that have cut you off from God. Because of your sins, he has turned away and will not listen anymore. Another story to look at is the line of King David. To David, God made a promise for his children to reign. But if they were to walk away from God, meaning that they had the ability to disobey and walk away from God and his commands then the promise is revoked and you can find that in first kings chapter 9 verses 4 through 9 we have a choice a choice to follow god a choice to walk in his calling a choice to be faithful a choice to obey and if we have that choice then the reverse is also possible we have the same choice and ability to disobey, to not walk in God's calling, to not follow him and to walk away. Both are possible.
I want us to go back to the original point, which was that social media can take away your calling. Now, social media can't actually do this. It's just an app on your phone. It's you. Who are you choosing to listen to? What are you doing with your time? What are you allowing to happen? What are you giving permission to in your life? Are you walking in what God has called you to? Are you pursuing the calling God has placed on your life? Are you using your giftings for him or are you letting yourself get distracted? It's a choice. Your choice. A choice to or not to follow God. A choice to act or not to act on what he has called you to. What other people say or do doesn't matter. Your follower count does not matter. Your presence on or off social media doesn't matter. What other people are doing or creating doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. (laughs) What matters is what God says and what you do with what he has said. If God has placed a calling on your life, then he has a plan and he will make a way for you, even if you have zero followers and connections. But are you faithful in what he has given you? If you can be faithful in the small, God can and will give you greater things because you have shown that you can handle what he gives you. You can be faithful. Luke chapter 16 verse 10 says, If you are faithful in little things, you will be faithful in large ones. But if you are dishonest in little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibility. So if God has called you to write, you write. If he has called you to sing, you need to start singing. If he has called you to paint or do art, then you need to start doing that. Whatever he has gifted you in, you do it. Be faithful. Act on what he says, regardless of results. And that is something my parents say, and I think it's really wise. For example, I believe God has given me a gift to write. But when I started to write, if I had thought that the book I would write would be, the first book would be this incredible masterpiece that needs no corrections because it is the best book ever written because God has called me to write it. And so it will be perfect every time I sit down to write. If I had thought that, I would have probably quit writing a long, long time ago. That isn't how this works. Yes, I believe that God has called me to write and has given me specific stories and callings and giftings to write on my heart. But that doesn't mean that the first time or even the hundredth or a thousand time time that I do something, that it will be perfect. No, we are not called to be perfect. We, we are human. But God works through our imperfections. Like the verse I shared before, God wants someone who is faithful, not someone pretending to be perfect. Can you be faithful even if and when you mess up? Can you keep working on being faithful even if right now you don't 
see any results and you don't see how it is working, can you stick to what he has said and can you be faithful? The first book I wrote was not perfect by any means, nor have the other ones been. In that first book, there were so many mistakes, but that is understandable, knowing that this was the first time I ever wrote something like this. It was a learning experience, and I learned so much in writing that book, and I know without a doubt that God was there with me giving the words to say and write, and God can use any story. I don't know if that first book will ever be published. Um, that would be amazing, but it's okay if it doesn't happen. I I needed that for myself. I needed that learning experience to grow as a better writer. I learned so much in that book, and it set me up to be able to write the stories I am working on now and the stories I'm praying and am working towards getting published. God did so much in my own heart while writing that book. And it also made me more, I feel like it gave me some humility. I got to see all these imperfections, my imperfections in writing. I saw my mistakes and it it pushed me to make me want to become better. And it also helped me be able to have others give me advice and input. It opened me up to having corrections, which is very important. And it really showed me the value of having input from others and talking things out and having others come and give you corrections. You need input and corrections from others when you are writing, especially if you want to be a professional published author. You need this. You need to be able to receive feedback. You, if you can't take back, take feedback in, then you aren't ready to be published. And, and it's all right if you're not ready right now. Um, it is a learning experience and it's something you can definitely grow in. It's not something that like, it can be a learning experience. I know when I was younger, I despised corrections. I was not good at taking corrections. I thought it was awful if ever I had any corrections done to any school project or anything I was working on. I thought it was the worst thing ever and I was I was just terrible at taking corrections. But it took years and years of practice and work to finally get to a place where then I'm writing books and now I'm wanting others to give me feedback and I'm able to take feedback without it destroying me or feeling like it's the end of the world, which is something I have felt before. And so if you are in that learning space of you aren't able to take feedback yet, it's not hopeless for you. <laughs> there is still, you have a whole life ahead of you of learning and growing and maturing in these areas and in writing. And so it's not like you have to get this figured out right now. It's okay if it takes you some time. Um, cause it, it definitely took me a few years, like a lot of years of working through this and that is perfectly all right. 
like I said before, it's a learning experience. And you need to be and have humility, especially as a Christian. This is needed and key. Matthew chapter 23 verse 12 says, But those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. So, if you want to be successful in anything, specifically as a Christian, but this is for other people too, I guess, but specifically, I'm talking to you as Christian writers, Christians, this is needed. You need to have this, to be able to be humble. If you want to be successful in anything, we know that God is the one who gives success. How does he do this? He gives success. Another way to think of it is he exalts those who are faithful and who are humble. If you want to make it in anything and be successful in anything, then you need to be both of these things. Now, you could not be those things, but then you are going to be doing something that the world does. And it might not be of God. And I personally don't want to do that. Um, I want God to be the center of everything I do. I want him to be the one who gives me success. And if he doesn't give me success in an area, then I know that it's not for me and it's not something he actually wants for me. And that's okay. I want God to be the center of whatever I do. And I feel like that's really important for me um, here in podcasting, in my blog, and especially in my writing, in my books, I want God to use those stories. And if he's not in it, then I don't want to do it. A passage I love is um, Psalms chapter 27 verses 1 through 2. Unless the Lord builds a house, the work of the builders is wasted. Unless the Lord protects a city, guarding it with sentries will do no good. It is useless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night, anxiously working for food to eat. For God gives rest to his loved ones. I want this for my life. I want this for my writing. I want God to be the one who builds my career and life. I I want God to be the one who gives me success. I want my life to be a light and a testament to him. I want my life I want my life to reflect him and to be his. I want I want my success, any success I have to be his and to be from him. So don't listen to what the world or others say. If the world says you can't, it doesn't matter. (laughs) What does God say? Listen to God, not the world. Listen to God, not social media. Listen to God, not influencers. Listen to God, not people you follow or, or who follow you. Listen to God, 
not what's trendy or working in the online world. Listen to God and not the doubts in your mind. Take God's advice, not the world's. And you want to know how to get God's advice? You read his word, the Bible. Spend time every day reading his word. Even if it's just for a few minutes a day, even just a chapter a day. Spend time in God's word. Get to know him and what he says. Pray. Pray every day. Get your advice from him because his is the only one that truly matters. At the end of everything, his is the only only thing that matters. And the really amazing thing is that, you know, he's God. He created you. He knows you better than you know yourself. He knows you better than anyone else in the world knows you or will ever know you. He knows you. And so he, he knows you. He made you. He has a plan and a design for you. He, he has, he has a plan for you and he knows you better than anyone else. And so he is the best, best, best possible person for you to ever go to for advice. You need advice. Go to him. You need help making a life decision, go to him. Go to him with anything you need, little or small, big or tiny, whatever it is, go to him. He is the best possible place to go to. He's the most safest person, the safest place you can ever go to, and he knows you. And so he is the literal best person, place to go to. One of the last things I want to touch on is you need to be okay with saying no to things and making priorities. If you are a writer, then you need to prioritize time to write and work on your craft and your writing. Your book will never just write itself. You actually need to write it. To write it, you need to prioritize it and have the ability to say no to things. Maybe this will mean saying no to being on social media for a time. Something I've learned about myself is that I can't write a book and be on something like social media, uh, Instagram specifically, because then I don't actually write Or I can fall into comparison and my writing is negatively affected. So I have to say no to that when writing. Or maybe you have to go to bed earlier so you can wake up early in the morning to get writing in. Um, And this is actually something I've been challenging myself for the month of February to finish editing one of my books. And so every morning I've been waking up earlier so that I can work on editing for like an hour before I normally start things. Um, And it's actually been a really wonderful experience doing this. Yes, I still get tired in the morning and end up getting really sleepy at evening time, but it's worth it. Being tired, having worked on my writing and having prioritized this, 
um, something that's really important to me. And so that is something you can do. Or maybe you are a night writer, so you need to get away and turn off all distractions at night to be able to go and write. Whatever it is, it is something that you need to prioritize. There will always, always be something trying to grab your attention and fill your time. You will probably never just magically have open time to write, sadly. There will always be something trying to get your attention, and this isn't just for writers. This is for singers, podcasters, entrepreneurs, business people, artists, gamers, whatever it is that you do. You will need to prioritize it. And if you aren't, you need to prioritize it. And if you aren't prioritizing it, then it's not that important to you. Even if it's something you really want to do, if you aren't giving it time, then it's not actually that big of a want and a desire and a need and a priority for you, which is fine if that's where you are. But if it's something like, like you feel called by God to write a story, you need to write this story. There's just this burning inside of you and you don't prioritize it, then you need to prioritize it. That's basically all I'm saying is just you need to prioritize it and sometimes that will mean saying no to certain things and this doesn't have to be forever. Things can change and fluctuate and that is perfectly normal but for a time it can be good to say no to certain things and it doesn't have to be saying no forever. It just is for a time. And I've seen... So many people say they are writers, but they never write because they never prioritize it. So they like the look of being a writer or they want to be a writer, but they don't actually give it to, they don't actually give it the time. And I think that's really important is because if you actually want to be a writer, if you actually want to be a singer, if you actually want to be a painter, if you actually want to be your own boss and run your own business, then you need to give that priority and you need to actually give that time to grow and to, to become something. If you never start it, it will never happen. And there are so many examples of this, but I'm not going to go into that right now. The bottom line is there will always be things trying to take away your time. You need to prioritize your calling and your dreams. If you are a writer, you need to set time aside to write, even if that's only 10-15 minutes a day. If you are a singer, you need to actually set aside time to start singing. If you are an artist, you must give yourself time and space to create. There will always be things trying to get your attention. It is your choice whether you listen to them or not. It is your choice whether you follow after what God has set on your heart or not. It comes down to you. What will you choose?
Thank you so much, friend, for listening to this episode of the Faith, Writing, and Coffee Chats podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening and make sure to subscribe to stay up to date on all new episodes. And if you'd like to connect with me, make sure to fill out the connect form on the podcast website linked in the description of this episode. I can't wait to see you here next time, friend. I hope you are having a wonderful day. Goodbye.